Hey, so if I go to bjjfanatics.com, what do I need to search for in order to find three awesome instructionals? Uh, all you really need to do is put in R-O-Z. <laughs> and gravity is your friend escapes for guys uh, over 40 and be a hammer smash the knees pop up. And those are the three that you've done so far. Yes. And in January, I'll be going back to Boston to recruit a handful more. So stay tuned. More awesomeness on BJJ Fanat is coming your way. We have all had that situation where after class is when we want to ask a question. And uh, Thomas, a lot of those questions you've already answered, right? At Ask a Black Belt. Yeah, it's another podcast that I'm running. Um, it, it you know it's on podcast all podcast platforms plus on, on YouTube. You can find it anywhere. Just search for my name. Search search for Ask a Black Belt. At this point, over hundred episodes, different questions, jujitsu, life related, but something that everybody comes across, and often these questions sink in our mind, but we don't ask for whatever reason. So. If that benefits you, go there, listen. It actually might help your jujitsu, might help your life as well. And if you have any questions, find me on Instagram and drop me a line. I'll be happy to answer your question and mention your name during the episode. Welcome to Raw Radio. And we are live we once again, once yeah. again, once again. I, I do have to tell you that this year is, and I said this in a previous episode, but um, th- this year is really a fo- unfolding very nicely, in my opinion, from from a conversation perspective. And perhaps uh, we're actually getting better at this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe but, a little. But um, what a phenomenal conversation. Yeah. Um, with Amal Easton. Uh, th- these are the conversations I love where they get a little deeper. Um, they're not so focused on jujitsu. Um, we can always bring it back to that. Um, but I think there's much bigger things in the world than jujitsu. I think jujitsu is a microcosm of, you know, we always talk about jujitsu like as life and, and things, but I think it's, it, sometimes it could be the reverse. Um, you know, what happens on the mat is a microcosm of life and it doesn't show you the, the reality of life. Um, because I, because I, there's too many cliches. I think people get caught up in all the cliches of jujitsu, um, all the sunny side of jujitsu. Um, and you know, things aren't always rosy. Not if you're on the bottom, not if you're on the bottom. (laughs) Um, but also just, you know, so listen, so it is, is, is jujitsu giving us the vehicle to live the life or is the life being put into jujitsu? Uh, I don't think you can have one without the other is what I'm coming to realize. Okay. You what, can't elaborate. Um, you cannot, jujitsu is not going to change the world um, because it's a very small part of it. You know, as many people in schools and things we see online, it's a very, very small part of it. Um, and the, you know, obviously it can't exist without a normal functioning society. Um, and I think that it is, I think it's like anything, like any art, it's a reflection of, um, and then your experiences through it, um, whichever way you approach it is how you see it. 
and maybe how you see the world at large. You know, embrace so, the grind. Every jujitsu sucks. It's hard. It's going to make you stronger. That's part of it, sure. Or you know, jujitsu is an art, and it's flowing, and it can be a lot of fun. Uh, and there's a lot of give and take. There's a lot of cooperation. You know, that's true of it too. So how do you choose to see it um, is entirely up to you. So what you're saying is, as much as jujitsu and what we do on a mat impacts our life. Our life impacts our jujitsu by the environments that we're in. Is that is that what yeah, I'm hearing? Sure, sure. That's part of it. You know, um, you know, we were going to talk about the law of the jungle versus the law of the farm, and I don't think that what jujitsu is today is law of the jungle anymore. Why? Because people are using it to support themselves. People are creating businesses. It's not a bunch of dudes meeting up at night uh, to wreck each other. And it's not the only the strong survive anymore. Well, you talk you know. about like our Academy or what most academies Amal now, was right? talking about, you know, but yeah, it's what, so what do you want to achieve? If you want, if you want to sustain you and your family off of jujitsu, mm-hmm. then you have to have the law of the farm where you're trying to <laughs> yep, make sure that the- everything and everyone is taken care of. It's not only the strong survive. Is there a plate? There's a competition class mm-hmm. in within that organization. Maybe we're only the strong survive. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a whole, and I think this is more important now than ever outside of jujitsu is that we have to take care of everybody um, because only the strong survive isn't, you know, well, but what and about- even in nature, I, I find that to not be true. Only the strong survive. There are, there are, animals down the food chain that cooperate to make sure that the majority of them survive, that they can keep going, that future generations can keep going, whether it's in a herd and how they move or a school of fish and how they move. Uh, You you look at elephants and how they protect the newborns, Um, you know, hippos and how they protect the newborns. Um, They're looking out for each other. And, uh, so that, I think that law of the jungle, um, this is just another one of those cliches that people, uh, really love to, to repeat. What about competition schools? And I don't mean to be, this is actually, I, I'm typically devil's advocate, but, yeah. but not, not, I'm, now I'm actually curious. What about competition schools? Like there, there, there was many of them out there who are extremely successful. Sure. And, and their objective as you need to survive in order for you to be here. Otherwise, you won't coexist. Well, I, do they have another side of them that is full of hobbyists? I don't, you know, there are some out there without dropping names that they are 100% competition driven and they are extremely, extremely successful. How many of them are there in relation in relationship to the schools that have competition teams and a hobbyist. Well, I, you know, it, it is significantly lower percentage. I agree right. with that, right? So looking at it globally, obviously catering towards, and that comes, okay, let me re- rephrase, kind of step back for a second without jumping between topics. But, you know, the, the competition-oriented schools will always have a smaller percentage simply because their demographic is much smaller. Mm-hmm. 
right? You're talking about much smaller age group plus very hyper-focus group of individuals who have that desire, which is by far smaller percentage of hobbyists who want to train safe jiu-jitsu and have fun, yeah. right? So by definition, the amount of those schools will be much smaller. But my question is, do those school do those schools still adopt the jungle law of jungle approach where you know is essentially survival of the strongest otherwise you fall off you not you don't deserve it to be here yeah i so we talked a lot about like um intentions and and things like that um if the these schools are presenting themselves accurately um to whoever's walking through the door, obviously there's a place for them. Um, you know, if they're like, everybody's welcome, you know, uh, it doesn't matter your age, come on in, you know, and they're signing everybody up. Uh, and then, it, you know, like you guys always used to say, you're thrown into the shark tank, you know, I forget my, what your question was, but it's like, these guys are, they're not presenting themselves uh, truthfully and honestly um, so I think that they're going to, they're going to shrink they're, Those guys aren't going to survive. They're going to do well in tournaments. Um, but I don't think that they're going to be, uh, long-term prosperous. I don't think you ever can be if you're not being honest with the people that walk through the door. What if they are honest? Then the person like me at 46 would be like, okay, well, this really isn't enough. the place. Right. No, I yeah, get it. I'm going to go down the street. Right. But that doesn't cater towards you, right? That, that right. That's t targeted towards or, or serves a very different demographic. Yeah. You know, and right? if they're, if they're honest to themselves and to that demographic, then I think they'll do, they'll do well, you know, they'll be that there's a place for that. There's mm -hmm. always a place for that. And I think that's what I'm talking about with the law of the jungle law of the farm is there's a place and a time for both. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think there's a lot of bleed over though. I don't think that there's one, they're not, they're not mutually exclusive. There is a ton of bleed I, over in those concepts. I think that is a big, a big point that has to be highlighted in a conversation like this, right? It's not black and white scenario. There's right. a lot of bleed over, right? Because I'm, 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 I'm seeing an opportunity for a very heavily competition, young demographic driven academy or school to still have to have the ability or still needing the opportunity to cater or to care for each other, right? And the, mm -hmm. for those who, don't, who are not familiar with the uh, law of jungle along a family, the uh, law of farm is a simple jungle as a survival tactic, right? Only the strongest, strongest will remain versus a farm. We cater towards everybody to, be, to have a community in a sense and everybody to grow together, mm -hmm. right? So- we very different focuses, right? At the same time, you know, it happens often when you have a hobbyist academies, jujitsu academies, and you use the tactic of the best of the best achieve something, right? So you 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 do remove certain people from the demographic. I mean, that's being used, right? Like you know, a, a trials or or a comp even a competition classes, mm -hmm. right? Though you use the vehicle if you cannot achieve these certain requirements, then this might not be towards you. But I think being honest is very, very important about this, right? right? This is very different. We are talking about a very different environment than a wrestling trials or even baseball trials. This is this is not exactly what we are talking about. So having this care and empathy for your students, really driving towards helping them achieve their goals 
is extremely important. Now, there's this very fine line of pushing them to achieve those goals versus letting them do whatever they want because this is where our human well, nature kicks in. Right? And you're talking, yeah, you're talking about helping them achieve their goals. You're not talking about helping them achieve your goals to be that competition school, to be something other than what they want. If you've got 12 guys in a hobbyist school that really want to compete and really want to go hard all the time, well, you have a decision to make. Do you want to take these 12 guys and make a competition team and competition classes? Or, you know, do you want to say this is, may, not, might not be the place for you guys? Nobody wants to lose students, you know? Um, so you have to cater to their needs as well. And so what do you do? You know, whose goals are you trying to meet? Theirs or yours? And they could be similar. There's more bleed over. Well, I want a successful school, so I have to do these. My goal is success. And all of this boils down to what the success is. What, right. what, what is your goal, to? right? Because, you know, I know plenty of people who who have a desire of having a small jiu-jitsu academy heavily focused on competition. And there is nothing wrong with that. No. Absolutely nothing. But based on those goals, that's the demographic yeah. that you will be attracting. Yeah. And, and that's the work that you will be doing. Sure. Right? And so, I think something we touched on was <clears> that, you know, how things have changed over the generations is if the person, if a person comes through the door, you can probably tell whether or not competition being a quote unquote elite athlete, um, the, the, the grind of it all is for that person. So don't take them in and try and shape them into something they're not. Do you think actually, honestly, people do that? Like, do you think there's a common, I think common event of, you know, not necessarily lying, but like um, camouflaging what yeah, you I offer think, in order for somebody in order for somebody to sign up versus you know, being upfront and honest. I don't know how often it happens in jujitsu, but I, it happens everywhere all the time where people, you know, people see dollar signs, they see numbers, and those numbers are imp more important than the person behind the number. Yeah, you know, and we talked. It was funny. We talked about sitting in the, in the kids class and being like, you can all be whatever you want to be. You know, you can be the president, but you know that that kid that you're looking at when you said that isn't going to be president, you know, and they probably don't have the, it, it ain't going to happen for them. You can be honest with yourself about something <laughs> like that. And, um, at this point I might be hoping that one of those, yeah. Are president. <laughs> uh, but the point I guess that I'm trying to make is you need to be honest with the people that are coming through your door, no matter what that door, whatever that service provides, mm -hmm. you know, I, if you have a yoga school, you're not going to put somebody in some super stressful class. Who's, who's new, who's out of shape, who uh, hasn't done anything physically in, in 20 years. And they think, Oh, yoga's supposed to be gentle and it's this and it's that. And then you put them into some really tough class with these really stressful poses and they're, you know, something's pulling and snapping. You just ruined their concept, their perception of yoga. Bring them in. You know, we don't offer that type. Here's our class descriptions. Does mm. this, is this going to work for you? I don't want you to get in over your head. Be honest with people about what they're looking for rather than another paying member. Um, I think that's super important. No, I think that's what builds a community, right? It's empathy and caring 
creating relationships and caring for people that are your clients or students or Absolutely. whether you're in jiu-jitsu or yoga or and even, or even if a restaurant. And if they're matter. not your client, if they're not going to be your student, you still got to treat them the same way. Um, and that's if, the hard you know. part, I think, for many and uh, often misunderstood part of just running business in general. Not One, not everybody is your client. Right. Two, and if they are not your client, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to push them away or isolate them. You can still be very helpful as to what they yeah. need. And, uh, you know, it's, I feel like that's like business one-on-one. Yeah, it's hard. and it's hard. That's probably the hardest part of being, you know, that person that they see first or who's trying to get them to join, you know. Um, mm-hmm. it, you know, it's difficult, but you got to be able to do it. Otherwise, you know, you're a, bot- fr- a fraud. The bottom line is we are in people business. That's yeah. what we do. We, we, we sell the product. We sell um, a service. We provide a service. And we deal with people uh, more than anybody else. You know, I th- well, I don't know. You know what I mean. We deal yeah, with people on a daily basis. And that that's why empathy and being, you know, being a human, understanding people, talking to people. Stop texting, damn it. Just freaking <laughs> talk you, to people. What's the, be honest with yourself about the service you're providing. Yeah. And then you, you have to work as to serve as many people as you can. You know, we were, I think we of course got off topic about the, I thought this was going to go in a completely different Me direction. <laughs> um, but you know, there is a, there is a place for everyone within jujitsu. It might not be within the school that's down the street, yeah. but you can find it. And I think you can find a place for you in, it might not be jujitsu. It might be something else. Um, but go out and explore until you find that spot, until you find the people I think uh, that are going to cater more uh, in the eyes of the law of the farm. Let's wrap it up. All right. Peace. Later. Thank you for listening to Raw Radio. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to leave us a review and help us make the show even more amazing. For future episodes, check out our website and follow us on all major podcast platforms. Take care. Thank you.